When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Relatively Healthy. I'm Janie Stoller, and I am joined today by a wonderful guest, comedian, writer, Nicole Conlin. Hello. Hello. Thank, Thank you so much. Okay, oh, well, Jane, no, okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> we're off to a great start. Yes. Um, okay. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So your reason for being here, or what prompted you, is I put out a massively broad Facebook status asking if anyone I know had had plastic surgery and was willing to talk about it. And you were very, um, you were open about it. You were like, here's what I've had. Yeah. Let's do it. And so I'm really excited to hear about your plastic surgery journey, so to speak. Great. And how it started and how it's all been for you. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So what what was the first plastic surgery that you had? So uh, the... The first major surgery that I ever had was uh, I had my underbite corrected when I was 17 years old. Um, and that wasn't a plastic surgery per se, because um, it was it was orthodontic. It was to fix an issue with like my bite. And it basically what prompted me to have it is my orthodontist who did my braces was like if you don't have this surgery because they tried to fix it like with like rubber bands oh yeah just I had a palate expander I had one of those yeah very yeah, yeah. painful experience emotionally and physically yes yeah I agree and I had two rounds of braces because they tried to fix it braces round one and that didn't work and yeah. they were like okay well you're just gonna have to have surgery once your jaw stops growing and so they did that when I was 18 and they were like if you don't have it corrected then probably you're gonna lose all your teeth <laughs> eventually oh wow okay um, so, so, so it was like a, yeah it was a real like medical thing where like if I didn't have to have it done I probably wouldn't have had it done yeah. um, but it did I'm, I'm including it in this conversation because it did pretty dramatically change the shape of my face um, not so much that like people who I knew in middle school are like well I didn't even recognize you but if you look at pictures of me before and after it's pretty Very staggering yeah, yeah yeah and did you have that because you were in high school when you had that yeah I did it this summer between my junior and senior years of high school was it weird to come back to school and know that you look different and like have gone in a significant change it was a little weird. Uh, like I said, it wasn't like nobody could recognize me. Yeah. And and it takes when you have it's a it's a major surgery. What it entailed for me and because I had uh, like probably my orthodontist told me I had like the most severe case three he's ever seen in his life, um, so, which is apparently I think what an underbite is. Oh, wow. He literally told me I should be in a textbook. And I was like, thank you so That's much. So um, kind. Yeah. Wow. So nice. Every yes. dentist and orthodontist I've ever had has been like 
kind of a jerk. That's, <laughs> so now I have this weird stereotype of dentists where I'm like, oh, yeah, all dentists are assholes. Yeah. Uh, I when it's that. like, no, that's not true. That's just I have had weird dentists. But um, b- because it was so extreme for me, they had to um, basically remove my jaw from my head. Oh, my God. And then take a section of bone out of each side of my jaw and push my jaw back. And then they had to. Uh, split my hard palate and the roof of my mouth in half and stretch out the top of my mouth so that the my jaw would fit underneath it. And you're like listening in his office to this description and you're just like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, Can't for wait sure. for that. Uh, and so th- because that surgery was so major and the tissue in your face is like kind of more sensitive to this kind of stuff, um, the the swelling from the surgery really didn't truly fully go down probably mm. for about a year after the surgery. Whoa. And it wasn't like I was like had a pumpkin head when I went back to school. I looked like a normal person after about like six to eight weeks. But um, I was still swollen enough that even then you couldn't really fully see the extent of the difference in my face mm-hmm. when I went back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't that weird. And then I like was also <laughs> 18 years old and had like, braces and acne and I was just like a weird kid like baseline so sure you had like the gestalt the whole thing was fitting together it was just part of a larger uh, package exactly exactly um and and then um so that was like a long process because it was I had to have braces for a year and then I had to have uh the surgery and then it was Really, before I could go back to normal real life, it was probably about six to eight weeks of recovery. And then it was another full year of braces after that. And then got the braces off and and everything is sort of as you see it. (laughs) Yeah. Great. It settled in. Yeah. And then you were 19? Yeah. And then I was 19 when I had my uh, boobs done. I had a Mm -hmm. breast augmentation. Um, And that, I, I think, honestly, the jaw surgery that I had kind of facilitated all of the other cosmetic procedures I've had because the recovery from the jaw surgery was such a nightmare that everything else after that was like oh this is a breeze really this is like, like it changed nothing. the way you looked at your body and I, th- I think so a little bit um the breast augmentation was um I started out as a like a 32 double a probably even small like really at that point I'm wearing a bra for like nipple compression there's it was like you could see my ribs underneath where wow. my yeah boobs yeah. are it was like truly flat up and down now I'm a 32 C mm-hmm. um which seems like a pretty big jump but when you look at them on my frame then they are sort of the same size as my body um oh and that's the other thing with plastic surgery it's tough because like if I s- know somebody who has like my old body type I would never go up to that person and be like you should have plastic surgery right um, right but that this is just to like give a sense of like where I was starting and where I ended yeah. up um but uh, that, um, yeah, I did that when I was 19. And that recovery was like, I had to wear like a compression garment for like a week. And then I wasn't allowed to like do like push-ups or heavy exercise for another like month or so after that. But it was really, that was like a really, really easy recovery. And then uh, that was when I was 19. And then when I was 23 or 24, 24, um, I had... Uh, jaw surgery part two which was purely cosmetic um and i had uh, my a chin reduction um and that's a really subtle one that you can kind of barely see um, what happens are they like shave your bone yeah it, it was it they, basically yes I, I think they like kind of took a like took a section out of the middle and then 
push the bottom of my oh. chin up because my surgeon at the time told me that if you just shave it down then you get kind of a pointy like witch chin wow. look and I was like oh well I don't want that no, that doesn't um, sound great yeah um, but that was another one that was pretty easy. It, my face swelled up real big again, but it wasn't anything like when I had jaw surgery part one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, when I had jaw surgery part one, I had like a week of straight up, like just Gatorade was like all I could eat. And then after that, it was liquids for like six or seven weeks. And jaw surgery part two was a much easier recovery because um, yeah. they didn't deal with any of the like teeth or fixing my bite or anything. So I could actually eat stuff. Um, so that was probably about six weeks in recovery. And for both that that and the breast augmentation, did Mm -hmm. you know for a long time leading up that you wanted it? Like these are things that had been building in your head or because like I feel like when I was 19, I would have changed everything about my body. (laughs) If you were like, here's plastic surgery, you can look like, I mean, who was hot at the time? Like not Paris Hilton. I don't think I would have wanted to look like her, but I probably, if they said it's an option, I would have said yes. You yeah. know? I'm trying to think who was popular when we were like 19. I guess um, Mila Kunis. Oh, Mila Kunis, maybe. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Would immediately do anything to like graft her face onto mine. Yeah. So I feel like when I was 19, <laughs> I didn't have like the best decision-making skills, you know? Yeah, I think I knew a lot of older women, like my mom and her friends who had had like breast augmentation and stuff done. Ah. And so I think I was kind of able to have like a more realistic sense of what my results were going to be. For me, when I was 19, I have always from the day that I was born had like a like mind boggling level of confidence that I would say borders on hubris. Um, so, <laughs> so it was never like, a, like I can't I leave the house because right. I look bad. It, it it really was just like it's almost in the same way that like now I, I am in the gym a lot. And so sometimes I'll be like, oh, I wish my shoulders were like a little more defined and then I'll do shoulders for, you know, 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that with breast tissue, obviously. Right. Um, but it was never something like I can't get out of bed because um, I'm so depressed about the way I look. The other thing with the breast augmentation is it, it was really hard for me to buy clothes in uh, stores. Yeah. Um, I could wear like big T-shirts or something, but anything that sort of fitted to your the top half of your body clearly had a huge gap um, where my <laughs> chest should have been. And then what was it like when you were recovered and you're suddenly walking around with boobs? Like people treated it was cool, you differently? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually don't think they really did. Or I, I'm not a, um, uh, I'm not the most, uh, how do I describe myself? Uh, I'm, I'm not good with people. And so I think I kind of put out weird, unfriendly vibes no matter what. So from like, <laughs> There wasn't really a huge difference in the way people treated me. I think just because I'm sort of just an unapproachable person in general. You became unapproachable with a larger chest. That's just the difference. (laughs) Exactly. But I will say from the day that I got them, like trying on clothes and stuff was like so much more fun. Wow. It it ruled. It really did. I Um, always think that like not having breasts would make clothes look better because they always show it on the skinny rail thin like hanger person I think that's true and also again I want to emphasize listener at home no matter what your body is I'm sure you look great I'm sure you look great in whatever your clothes are absolutely Um, the I think the sort of rail thin look uh I do think is sort of like quote-unquote ideal for clothes but for me I have just genetically very like muscular thick legs um and so there was no like I would be very pear shaped. And so um, to kind of balance out my lower half, because when I when I had breast augmentation, my plastic surgeon, the way that she does it is my incisions are underneath my breasts mm-hmm. and she put in sort of different size implants and then they would sit me up on the operating table while I was knocked out um, to see like, do they fit 
with really the shape of my body yeah wow. and so, so you didn't have them picked out before I sort of did here's what I'll say about both um uh breast augmentation and jaw surgery part one is any sort of like mock-up that I was given about like this is what you're gonna look like when you're done be that like they did sort of a computer facial reconstruction before I had jaw surgery or like they gave me like fake implants to put into my bra before uh I had uh uh, that surgery um every time it was like oh that looks terrible (laughs) um really if I had trusted too like the way that I ended up looking was nothing like, and I, I mean, this was now 10 years ago. Yeah, Photoshop so, is advanced. Yeah, so I'm sure if if I had the surgery today, then maybe the like prediction of what I would look like would be much different. But that's yeah. why before I had my uh, chin reduction, I, uh, I they were like, do you want us to try to see what you'll look like? And I was like, no, because I know it won't be accurate. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and with that one... Oh yeah, to get back to your old question, the the so breast augmentation was something that like I had sort of thought about, but if there was like a medical reason that I couldn't have had it done, I wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. Yeah, uh, and that's that's both of these. With the chin reduction, I honestly probably wouldn't have had it done if I weren't, uh, if my like ultimate career wasn't going to be to work in front of people. Really? Because yeah, because I noticed a big difference. Um, like a lot of times, if if I watched like a video of myself, like mm-hmm. if I was in like a sketch or something, um, then I, I noticed that, in my opinion, it made it harder to read my facial expression on camera, which you wouldn't think, because it's like, well, but your face is above your chin, Nicole, what? but it, it really, something about like the line of my jaw was like, oh, it seems like I'm really not emoting when I feel like mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a very subtle difference where like if you look at old pictures and you look at pictures of me now you'd probably never even be able to guess that I had it. Wow. But that it, that's another one like I wasn't losing any sleep over and especially because the my jawline like was so so much better after that surgery I had in high school. Um if I were just like still living in Colorado and like working, you know, in a field that was not in front of an audience, I probably wouldn't have had it done and it wouldn't even cross my mind. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I would I would have a jaw like I see people with chin implants and they always mm-hmm. look amazing. There's all these things that happen on the jaw that I can't label and now I'm thinking they may have had what you had like celebrities get different jaw shapes sometimes. Maybe. And I can't label what it is and now I'm thinking this might be it. Maybe. Mine was I mean a lot of women and and men too. I think oh, I don't know if this is still true but at one point the most popular plastic surgery among men was uh I hate words like correcting, but for the sake of this podcast, was correcting a weak jawline. Really? Yeah. Um, and and so I think a lot of people do get implants in their jaw. Mm. Um, but I had the opposite issue, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you were 19 and you were in college when you did that. Yeah, uh, 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 no, I was 19 when I had my breast done. I was 20. I'm trying to think how old. I think I was 24. I think it was the summer when I was 24. 24. Yeah, and I'm 28 now. So this was four years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then do you have another procedure? I had Botox. And let's talk about that. Yeah. Because aren't you... First of all, it just freezes your face, right? It doesn't like actually remove wrinkles or does it? It So this is... Botox is another one. I got that uh, after... Actually, uh, go watch my web series, The Metamorphosis on CBS. Um, plug. Ooh. Yeah, great plug. Uh, but I... Uh, uh, we shot that web series and I was really happy with it, but I kept being like, oh, dang, those wrinkles on my forehead are getting kind of deep. Um, and I'm part of this like online beauty group 
uh, where I knew some women who were like about my age had had it done. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, 28, I'm so young for yeah, Botox. And yeah. almost all of them were like, a lot of people recommend that you start doing it early because if you get it done earlier, then the wrinkles don't like set in. So it's sort of preventative where yeah, you don't where let your face Ultimately, you're wrinkle? supposed to be able to use less of it over time. Do you feel like that is also hard for comedy and acting and stuff because you can't be as expressive or have you found that's not a problem i i waver back and forth um it's another one where for where for me like it looks better on camera to not have it and i looking Um, at you i and you haven't like lacked expression like i feel like the stereotype is that if you have botox you can't move your face and you're just like a skeleton face that's screaming Mm -hmm. and you like you move your eyebrows i mean it's not like yeah and it's it's admittedly probably like about half way worn off at this point Mm. Uh, I have a pretty fast metabolism and different bodies metabolize it at different speeds so I I in a like uh, in a perfect plastic surgery world I would probably have it done every like two months or two well maybe maybe longer maybe like three or four months signing on for the rest of your life to pay that much money every not necessarily because no. if it if it goes away you can just decide like yeah I don't want to have it anymore right. and then your face goes back to normal like what, like once it wears off I just look like yeah I did you know eight weeks ago or whatever yeah. Um, yeah. but it's also surprisingly cheap it's like it, I pay less than a hundred dollars every time I do it really so that ends up being less than four hundred dollars a year and is it do you get it at a dermatologist or a plastic I get surgeon? it at my plastic surgeon it's because I'm I go back to Denver often enough to see my family that I when I'm home I'll just go see the same plastic surgeon's office who did my uh implants and they do Botox there and it takes like 10 minutes yeah and it's like pretty non-invasive is it really painful though not at all I I have a pretty high pain tolerance I also this is not a plastic procedure but I had actually before I came here I had my second session but I've had my eyebrows microbladed Mm. which is where you basically get them like the individual hairs tattooed on your face because I just had like really yeah look I'm I'm gonna lean across the table okay those are beautiful thank you yeah 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 wow Oh my god! Yeah, um, it's really cool. I really like it, but it's—I mean, they're—I mean, they're. She's taking a blade and carving the individual hairs into your face, and she numbs you and stuff. But I don't think it's. And this lasts forever. <sighs> this will probably last. We'll say like three or four years. Oh my god! Because you yeah. know, like in middle school, it was cool to have sort of like a tadpole Drew Barrymore eyebrow, like a, like a single line a drawn si- above yes, your eyebrow, a single <laughs> sort of like you know, just like a suggestion of an eyebrow. Yeah. And now a fuller brow is cooler, so you can't commit to a brow shape for life. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. But I will say that my. I have always sort of liked this aesthetic, but my eyebrows kind of like, it's not that they're not thick, but they're like short. Like they only, (laughs) there's no way to describe this for an audio format, but they like are the length of my eye, but they don't. Oh, so is that the intention is to like extend the brow? You can do, you can do it for fullness. You can do it for length. You can, yeah. Versus an eye, you feel like over an eyebrow pencil, it's like a more realistic look. It's more realistic. And I also just don't have to do it every day. That's fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) That's fascinating. I didn't even, and that's also something you got from like, is that a suggestion from this Facebook group of beauty folks? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know that that might just be an Instagram find. I don't remember for sure. No, you know what it is, is I follow this like, uh, uh, Instagram, like fitness girl and she had it done. And I was like, she looked incredible. And then I was like, well, I got to have it done. And then I, wow. uh, I admire that because I'm one too scared to do anything ever in life. And two, I feel like 
if I were to start like suggesting things about myself, I would change. I'd be scared. I'd go into a doctor, like a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. or the microblading person, and they would be like, oh, you know what else you need? And then they would start suggesting things, and then my self-esteem would tumble. I would say that's probably a bad doctor. Mm. The the Every doctor that I've ever had um, has been has been like we want to do the minimum that we can do to still give you the results that you're looking for um and i will say so this this is i guess a cosmetic procedure but it's also not technically plastic surgery but these two not the, my center teeth but these two teeth are fake these mm-hmm. are veneers mm-hmm. um and i had been to a few different dentists about having that done and again every dentist i've ever had has been a super weirdo yeah <laughs> but some of them have really been like pushing a lot of other like procedures on me and some of them wanted me to have like my gums raised and oh stuff. yeah and I was I'm like, getting I'm not, I go to yeah. get my teeth clean and they're telling me that I have like a crazy gap tooth freak smile and I need to spend all this money on like these things that add to the tooth and make them bigger and I'm like that doesn't sound good at all I don't yeah. want bigger teeth yeah it's it I think if you have something in mind that you would want to do yeah. then the doctor that you go to or the esthetician or whoever would be like okay we'll do that or I mean they might like trying to think of a specific example where okay we'll say with Botox so Botox was only recently just approved for the um, horizontal lines on your forehead Mm -hmm. it used to be just approved for the like what are called the 11 lines which are like directly above the nose Mm -hmm. Um, and when the first round that I went in they just did my horizontal lines and then I I liked, again, this is a doctor who does like the minimum amount that they need to do. So they did, um, I think, seven syringes the first time. Um, and then uh, after a few months, I, I came back to have it done again. And I was like, okay, I liked it. But there were still some lines like here and here that I didn't love. And they were like, okay, if you want to take care of those, then you also have to get Botox in the 11 lines next to your eyebrows. If you're okay with that, we can do it. But if not, then you're going to have to just stick with the one that you had before. And it was nice to have the option and to know that like I was in control of like what was happening to my face. Right. Right. Um, but I would say that any plastic surgeon who's like, Oh, you want a nose job? Then you should also have an eye lift is like, well, no, right. that's weird. No, don't yeah. do that. They'll be like on E unbotched for yeah. sure. <laughs> yes. Are you, have you ruled out future procedures? Do you feel I haven't like ruled it out? But I think that I'm sort of at a place right now where I, I, I don't, like I'm I've hit the point of diminishing returns where like I'm pretty happy with my like aside from like putting somebody else's face onto my face I don't know how much better I that is a point where I feel like yeah. some people go off the edge there's yeah. some people especially like you know a real housewife or whatever mm-hmm. where you see their face and it's like they've decided that what they've done with their face isn't enough to like optimize their face mm-hmm. they're gonna try something else and they end up looking like I can't even imagine what was going through their head when they decided to get their nose even smaller and their lips even bigger and then you see them and they don't look like themselves yeah like, it I, I haven't like, ruled yeah. out I think it's probably likely that when I'm like 60 years old or something I'll get like a neck lift yeah but, but for now I mean like I could probably like for example if I went to like a slimy plastic surgeon who was just trying to sell me stuff then um I have far from like the quote-unquote ideal nose but I've never a day in my life thought about it or been insecure about my nose so I would never have a nose job because I don't need it I don't care yeah um but if I went to a slimy plastic surgeon maybe they would recommend one but like I wouldn't do that you know that makes sense I think the only other procedure that I would even consider having and not even in real life this would have to be in like an ideal world where there were no potential surgical complications or uh, and I knew for sure it was gonna look good I would potentially have 
cheek implants, oh. which is again to balance out my jawline. But that could be a gamble. Exactly. And that's why I would never do it. I think Jada Pinkett Smith had them done. And oh, she looks great. She looks great. Whatever she has, there's some female older celebrities, like older being, you mm-hmm. know, 40 in yeah. Hollywood, who I'm <laughs> like, whoever they have, like Julie Dreyfus, yep. Jada. Um, you know, there's certain ones where you're like, and even Meryl has had like light work. Mm-hmm. You're like, whatever you do, you you look amazing. You don't look like you're trying to be someone else. Yeah. But I feel like the pressure gets so much higher when you get older to start doing things. And like, I, yeah, I'm worried I would get down, go down like a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as I like massage out my lines on my forehead. Well, I mean, again, I would also like, uh, without saying like, I, I, I equally hate the attitude of like, Oh, she should really like get Botox or whatever. But I, I hate. Um, oh, why? Why would you do that? Like right. plastic surgery is bad. I hate that. It's judgmental too. It's either like, way. Yeah, yeah. And that's like uh, kind of a. I don't know. I, I have thought philosophically about uh, the plastic surgery. I've had quite a bit because um, that's the kind of uh, not fun person at parties. Them, I am. But perfect um, for a podcast <laughs> yeah, about it. Exactly. There you go. I have a great podcast personality, not so good real life personality. Um, <laughs> but. Um, it is a little bit damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Um, do where, you get, yeah, like reactions from people when they uh, find uh, out? I I went to a really good surgeon. And so a lot of people like just looking at me, you can't even really tell. In fact, mm-hmm. with, with my implants, you'd be shocked how many like guys I've hooked up with who didn't realize until after we'd had sex many times that like, oh, your boobs are fake. How wow, do they okay. react? Well, uh, universally positively I I assume there's probably somebody somewhere that I hooked up with who didn't like it and then that's part of the reason that we never Uh hooked up again but they've all had the good sense not to say it to me yeah because I'm also I don't how how uh, family friendly is this podcast? Not at all. Great, wonderful, cool. It's not even um, allowed for children. Oh, great, wonderful. An NC-17 podcast, wonderful. Yeah, Um, it's porn. Oh, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, like Everybody that I've talked to liked it. There have been a few times where I have been hooking up with a guy and then we've been like like at a party or something and talking in a group. And I, the guy has said something like uh, to to the uh, effect of, uh, oh, fake tits are gross. Girls with fake tits are weird. What? And then I never call them out in public. But like after the conversation, I'll be like, you know, mine are fake, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I was totally joking. I didn't mean that at all. Yeah. You want to go back to my place? Uh. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't believe someone would say that. That's so crazy. It's weird. And and it's I'm I fortunately, again, have just just probably too high of self-esteem. Uh, so it's never Impossible. gotten it's never phased to me. It's yeah. never phased me in any way. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the reactions that I've gotten are universally positive, not universally, are mostly positive. There, There is a weird contingent of people who like, I mean, I was 19 when I had my boobs done and I was like pretty immature. I still am mm-hmm. pretty immature, uh, but then it was even worse. And I like posted about it on Facebook or something. And then a few of my friends from home would be like, hmm, why would you do that? It's like, well, why would you comment that? It's already right. a done pro like. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, this girl that I know didn't like him. Take yeah. him out. Oh, um, I screwed up. Mallory from English yeah. three years ago doesn't like my boobs. I will Fuck. say the the girl who was the most like, oh, you shouldn't have done that is also the girl who did not vaccinate her kids. So oh, okay. I don't, I don't take her opinion super right. seriously. Uh, she also has a CKY tattoo. The band CKY. What's CKY? That is Bam Margera's brother's band. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. 
is she available to like comment on everything? <laughs> Why is she not on the news? Yeah. Wow, the judgment. Okay, so yeah. you take that with a grain of salt because this woman's an idiot. Yeah. Um, but there is like uh like I, a long time ago, I think even before jaw surgery part two, I got into an argument on Reddit because that's how I spent my time <laughs> instead of working on writing, which sure. is what I should have spent my time doing. We um, all can relate. But uh, I got into an argument on Reddit uh, in like, I don't know, some some female centered subreddit. Um, I don't remember which one, but like about whether or not you can have a like breast augmentation and still really consider yourself a feminist. And it's like, well... I understand both sides of it. Um, but it's also like we've, we've been, we as women have been given an imperfect world and there are no perfect solutions to it. So for me, every plastic surgery I've had has, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's come from a place of insecurity. Obviously there's been a point of like, I don't want, I don't like this thing about myself and I would like to fix it. Um, but it isn't like, uh, like oh, as a woman, I'm supposed to look like this um, right. necessarily. And it isn't feminist to judge whether a woman is a feminist for getting it. Like that Absolutely. feels like that's Absolutely. another level of not supporting other women. I agree. Um, but then there is also the like, well, this was this woman, the stranger online who might have been a fake troll person. I right. don't know. Uh, but like her argument was like, cool, I have a young daughter. Mm like I want her to love herself what is what is this and it's like well it's not my responsibility to send message to your kids but like I understand yeah and and so then for me a lot of it was like it didn't come from a place of insecurity necessarily but now it's like once I had it done I don't think about it anymore whereas like before I had it done every time I was in a dressing room or something I'd be like nothing fits I'm thinking about my chest yeah now I you don't think my about boobs it. are just like part of me. I don't think about it. And same with like my jawline where every time I would watch myself on video, I'd be like, oh, what? I, again, very arrogant. What I'm doing is so good. But all you can see is my chin. Uh, yeah. And and now that I've had it done, I don't think about it. So. Right. So it's the, the question of like, again, I feel philosophized. Yes. Philosophized about this a lot where it's like. Well, on the one hand, I could have learned to accept myself and maybe that is a very powerful feminist or just even from a human perspective, just like it's, uh, you know, a valuable exercise to learn to accept yourself as who you are, Mm -hmm. but also by just, I'm going to use the term fixing it. We all know that's problematic language, but by just fixing it, I was able to use that same mental energy that I would have used, like forcing myself to love myself to like write a script or start doing stand-up or like one of these other things right that I would rather spend my time doing than like staring at myself in a mirror and being like love yourself totally you know there's two things just came up one is that like you mentioned that it's we live in a warped world I mean it would be impossible to parse out what we do for ourselves truly to meet our own aesthetic ideal in a vacuum if mm-hmm. we've never associated with other people or seen anything in the media before yeah. versus what is like a part of the system because I feel like if all of us were just women walking around and there were no like any need to look attractive I would just I would I would never put any effort in anything. <laughs> I mean, I barely do. And this yeah. is a lot for me. You know Same. what I mean? Same. So I feel like it's impossible to know what it would look like if we, it, like it's it's putting a judgment on you. 
to say, well, you've played into the system. We've all played into the system. It's like an impossible system not to be part of. Yeah, we were unless you go completely world. off the grid and live in the woods, then you're in the system, for exactly. better or worse. Exactly. You know? And then the other thing that you mentioned is that, like, I just feel like when you free up the mental space, because that's the thing, that's the way all these things prey on you, is like the belief that you're not good enough and you have to change things. So if that's off your mind, then yeah, that's better because then you're not using your mental space to think about what, oh, I need to improve this, I need to improve this, I'm ugly, I'm you know yeah. wrong and this isn't right. Like then you, that would be the goal either way and like you actually do accept yourself. So why not, I guess yeah. would be the question. And that being said, like I, most reputable plastic surgeons, including the one that I had, which, if anybody cares, Dr. Atagi, Denver, Colorado. Shout out, yeah, yeah. She's this lovely little uh, Japanese-American woman. I love her to death. She's the best. Uh, but um, she had said to me, and I've talked to other plastic surgeons who have said this, where, like, if somebody comes in and they really seem like, I hate myself, and a nose job is going to fix that, they won't do it, because they'll be like, you should go to therapy first. Um, you know, a plastic sur- surgery is, like, a tweak. It's not going to fundamentally change your life. And that's how I approached everything, which is why I think that the procedures I had like did like enhance things for me, but I didn't expect, like I wasn't like, I'm gonna get my chin done and then skyrocket to fame. Totally. It was just like, this is a thing that will get out of my way so that I can do my work. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'll say is I am fortunate enough that I am a very healthy person and I come from a family uh, with like good, healthy genetics. If I thought there was going to be any sort of complication or there was some reason that I like shouldn't have surgery, then I wouldn't have had it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And were you hesitant? I mean, I'm sure that these are expensive surgeries too. Like mm-hmm. a breast augmentation, do you remember how much that costs? Um, that was, I want to say eight grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I paid for, I want to say mostly myself. The, the jaw surgery part one, because it was a medical issue was mommy and daddy's money. That was and insurance, but like they paid for that. Cause that was like, well, we don't want our daughter to lose to her lose teeth. teeth. Yeah. Um, jaw, or, uh, uh, breast augmentation and jaw surgery part two were, I think breast augmentation might've been like, I had like three quarters of the money. And then my mom who had also had it done was like, well, if you really want it, then I will give it the rest of you or the, I will give you the rest of the money for a gift mm-hmm. um, for your birthday or whatever. Uh, but I paid for mostly myself. Uh, jaw surgery part two, I think was all me. Oh, this was four years ago now. So like my mom might've paid for like, like a night in the hospital or something. Like I don't remember for sure, but I, I'm 90% sure that was all me. And then Botox, I paid for myself yeah, too. Yeah. And, and jaw surgery part two, I want to say was also, it was also around the eight grand. Eight grand. Yeah, and, and, you, and yeah. at the time I was, that was, I got it, uh, where was I working at the time? I think I had just started working at Sports Illustrated. So I, I had a salary. I honestly probably shouldn't have spent that much money on it, but probably I did. Probably better to are. spend a little more than a little less. Oh Not yeah, the that's, place yes, to yes, 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 yes. On the exactly. permanent change to your face. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it myself. Like I, I never like spending money or putting effort into anything. So it kind of like rules out the whole thing for me but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say down the line I wouldn't have something like you mentioned something small like a lift of some kind mm-hmm. or some kind of change but I kind of grew up as a feral child in my house like I was <laughs> I was never taught even to shave my legs I like uh-huh. used to scissors so um we can <laughs> get into that yourself in a, I feel like I would have oh cut I for my sure cut myself constantly <laughs> it was like tetanus city but I feel like he, like hearing like your mom got breast augmentation from 
and it's just part of like, oh, it was like more normalized maybe in the mm-hmm. way you grew up versus my mom who would like truly not let me know what a tampon was. So <laughs> everyone has different, they're raised with different beliefs mm-hmm. about, you know, what's quote unquote normal and femininity and bodies and confidence and like all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense like if your mom had it and was happy with the results that she would go like, oh yeah, of course. Like I'm not going to argue with you on getting the same thing I had done. Yeah. And and the other important thing is like both of my parents raised me with like uh uh like personality and brain first. Right. Like right. they were never like trust me, I was a weird kid and I acted weird and dressed weird and was just weird and I can tell that like now my mom and I are like super tight but definitely when I was growing up my mom was like I don't know what I'm going to do with What's this gonna happen? person. Um but it, like it definitely was like no, your your brain and your work come first. And we want to make sure that you're like a healthy, happy person. Yeah. But also we understand like the world that we live in. And if you want to have this done, it's your body, you know? And what happens now when you look at photos of that, of you when you were 16? It's weird. It's 16 I can sort of tolerate. I, it's so, I don't know how much of it is my face and how much of it is just what a fucking weirdo <laughs> I was. Because it, it was like... I, like, wanted to be goth, but, like, my mom was, like, not having that. And then it, but I was also, like, a nerd with, like, a little bit of Asperger's who for sure didn't totally understand, uh, like, social anything. So it was a lot of, like, baggy, like, men's jeans and, like, message shirts. And I would put weird gel in my hair and gel it, like, straight down. And then also I had, like, a giant... (laughs) <laughs> weird jawline but but it is weird to look back and be like oh how did I eat food like it <laughs> like my underbite was so bad I used to have food oh I just bumped the mic sorry listeners at home um I, I used to have food like fall out of my mouth <laughs> it was really bad like I couldn't like chew stuff oh, quite wow. that's why I had the surgery done and so that more than anything is what happens when I look back and then sometimes I'll look back at pictures of myself like before I had uh my boobs done and I'll be reminded of like, cause you can see like, even when I wore like t-shirts and stuff, anything that wasn't like a straight up men's t-shirt designed to fit somebody with no chest. It's like, oh yeah, that doesn't really fit you. Interesting. Um, but it was like, again, if I had some sort of medical reason that I couldn't have had surgery and I knew for sure I couldn't have it, yeah. I wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are considering cosmetic procedures um i would say the big one is uh, more people have had plastic surgery than you think Ooh, for do you sure like now that you're like in the club do you like talk about it sometimes yeah and and i think people are always surprised to find out that the people that they know have had plastic surgery I think but i would say should be more open about it i think so too especially because like what difference does it make yeah you know, like, <laughs> and that's cares? where the judgment comes from because it's yeah. all this like secret thing and then um, shame around it but one thing i will say is like having had my breasts done now I can like immediately see. Oh, you can other, see. I can tell when other women. Not always. Obviously, there's some women who like. Especially the more subtle your augmentation, the less able I'll be able to. In see LA, it, it's but pretty normal. I'd say pretty more, normal. More yeah, women I think have so. it than don't. Um, um, but I will say, like, I think there's a lot of reservation about like I feel like I'm selling out, or I feel like there's something wrong with me because I need to have this done. But like, nah, man, tons of people have had it done. Not that you need it or you should have it done even, but like if like it's 
it's a pretty normal thing yeah. and it's probably better to be open with it especially if you're like i i was very fortunate that i could go home for all of my surgeries so i had like my family there but if you don't have that option you should tell people that you're having it done so like if there's a complication and you need to go to the hospital there's somebody right. who can like there's you can accountability talk to. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure um i think that's the big one i think the other big one is um what we were talking about before where is if you are if you have a surgeon who is trying to get you to have more mm-hmm. surgeries or more injections or more procedures of any kind like that's eh, not a good surgeon the every i have been fortunate to have good surgeons but i also really did my research um and every single one of them was like we want to make you look like you nobody was ever like like there's this girl that i went to high school with who was like gorgeous uh, and she had a pretty distinctive nose and she had a nose job and you could tell that the surgeon talked her into mm. more of a nose job mm-hmm. than she should have had. And it's her body. I'm not going to say she shouldn't have had a nose job. Like, you know, people who live in glass houses, I uh, <laughs> can't be like, oh, she looks worse with plastic surgery. But but they tried to give her like a really petite nose when it's like, I don't think that was the right choice for her. Like, right. They should be trying to make you look like you. And if you have a unique nose, if you have something about you that's discernibly mm-hmm. interesting, it's not about changing it or getting rid of it. It's about like finding the version of it that works for you. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I've had a lot of work done on my job, but you'd be hard pressed to be like, <laughs> Nicole has a weak jaw now. Or, like, yeah, that's still my like, most distinctive feature. Right. For sure. You're not saying like, remove my jaw entirely yeah. and like, give me just the tiniest bird yeah bird neck you're like no i still have a job but i want it to just look yeah you know the way i want it to look yeah yeah um and that's like with my my boobs are like like you've known me for a few years now would you have known if i hadn't told you no they were, you're allowed to say yes no. by the way but no. they it, they fit in proportion with my body i right. think if i had gone any bigger than this it would be weird but yeah but they're like she took the rest of my body into consideration. So if any surgeon is like trying to get you to do more. Uh, and then my third piece of advice is like if <laughs> if they do like a mock up of what you're going to look like and it doesn't look like you don't freak out because every single mock up I've ever had has been like a person looks like a hybrid with like a human and a goat or oh something. My God. It's been like bad. That is really scary. Yeah. I could see put that putting you off the whole thing and being like, I don't want to have yeah, because I face. almost didn't have jaw surgery part one because of how bad of the bad mock-up the mock-up looks. But that like it was like, well, I could lose all my teeth. Now, <laughs> so I mean, even just like the filters and the way like on Instagram, how mm-hmm. easy they make it to to change your body mm-hmm. and all that. Like, I feel like you could create an accurate image or you don't even need plastic surgery necessarily because you can just use the apps to do it yeah, and no one has to see you in person and you can hide and then and that's just better because then, then, then you can watch tv and you then can you don't watch have to tv do anything exactly yeah exactly so i think the conclusion we've drawn ultimately is to not leave the house yes to filter very hard yes and um if someone's trying to get you to get more plastic surgery then like look into their thing you know it's not you it's them yeah (laughs) yeah for sure yeah yeah i think that's probably all the advice that i would have i i think um um for any like major like jaw procedure or anything to do with your mouth and i think with your nose too but i don't know for sure just be aware that the recovery is not super easy again Uh i started with the most like 
brutal thing that yeah. you can have done to your face. Um, How were you like, eating, by the way, when you had that when you were recovering? The first week I was so swollen that I had to just eat through a syringe where literally we had to like put fluids into a syringe and squirt it into my mouth because I couldn't even open my mouth wide enough to like get oh food my into it. Because they broke every bone in my face. Yay. <laughs> so my bone was so swollen. And then for a while... I couldn't take like solid pills. So my mom had to, I was 17, so I was still living at home. And my mom had to like grind up pills, like Vicodin and Valium, just grind them up. And they tasted so foul that my mom was like, well, I'm just going to get the spiciest Indian food we can find and mix the pills up in the sauce. And that was like the only thing that made it like tolerable. Oh my God. To mask the flavor of them. Um, Sounds crazy. So it was like a week of a syringe and then I had to do six weeks of liquid food so I could drink through like straws or or once the swelling started to go down, I could drink out of a cup. And then after that six weeks of all liquids, which by the way, seems, milkshakes seem so good until you have to have them for six weeks and then it's like, I'm gonna die. You're probably not drinking them again. Uh, I have not had one since I was 18. This sounds like the most fun summer. It was. You know, it was like, so fun. Really um, having your teen life. Yeah. So it was a week of syringe and then a week of liquid or six weeks of liquids. And then it was six weeks of like squishy foods. So I could have like a tuna fish sandwich on like Wonder Bread, but I couldn't have like potato Ay, chips and yay, stuff. Yay. Uh, and then after, after like, what is that? Three months, three or four months, then I could have whatever I wanted. That is such a long recovery time. It was a long recovery. And it was worth it because yeah. my face. Held you have together teeth and your yeah. face works. So, <laughs> it works in conclusion, so, so it everything but, worked but, out. Uh, yeah, just like if you're having anything done jawline wise, there's going to be some element of that's so of good that. to know. Yeah, that's good to know. I think yeah, the listeners need to know recovery is real. Yeah, yeah. And don't rush that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm. I don't know why I'm like all nervous right now. But thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was a wonderful, illuminating conversation. And um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.